and welcome all to the Millennial Podcast. Today I have a very special guest. She is an international mindset coach, a yoga teacher, a holistic healer and an entrepreneur. She is also the founder of Women in Tech channel. Her mission is to close the diversity gap in tech and wellness and she is using media and storytelling to do so. She will take you a little inch deeper in yourself and make you think about things you've not. Welcome Shalini. So glad to have you. Lovely to be here, love. Thank you for the introduction. I'm so excited to particularly talk to you about so many things that I'm actually confused where do I start from? Yeah, sure. How have you managed to get best of so many worlds together in one body? Because I know you started at 16. Yes, yes. We are multifaceted beings. You know, we're not supposed to just sit in one box of oh, this person is the athlete, this person is the creative, this person is, you know, the nerd or whatever always in their books. Like we we get to embrace our multifacetedness. And I grew up in England. My my parents had an arranged marriage in England and then when I moved to America, I was living with my father and then my former stepmother. Yes. And when I moved there to Miami, Florida, it it was a great move in many ways. I mean, the whole cliche of the American dream and just right. more opportunities opening up. However, it also was a difficult home environment to be in. My my former stepmother wasn't exactly the warmest energy to be around. So, during that time is where I really cultivated a deep inner practice. I went to a Catholic high school and even though I grew up sick and even though I'm not baptized, I feel me singing in that church choir all four years was a time of even though I was going through a difficult time in in the home, I was able to be in this energy of connecting with divine spirit. and being around people who also were loving and were kind and so i learned thank goodness intuitively from an early age that i get to choose my frame of reference you know a lot of times it can be easy especially as underrepresented groups women people yes. of color you know it can it can be very easy to take on this energy of victimization oh no the world is hard if if we had been instead born in this kind of situation then things would be easier da, da, da. and that doesn't really help us like we yes. we don't need to be in that space so i'm really grateful that intuitively i was like okay this may be the case in the home that I'm, that i'm in however i am seeing loving relationships around me from the the school teachers and and deans and mentors that are showing up in my life to my beautiful friends and my friends families so it's like i cho- i'm choosing to have this be my frame of reference so i've been quite independent since i was 16 as you mentioned that's when i started working fully and you know i had three jobs to help put me through school back then i was upholding five scholarships of course most most growth happens internally obviously And so when I first moved to San Francisco I was I was hosting hackathons which are coding competitions. I was I was in my early 20s running on pure adrenaline. However, one thing that my soul was missing was diversity. And so then I moved to New York and I was working at the world's first coding school. That was called Dev Bootcamp. And what was great about Dev Bootcamp is not only did they teach students how to code but they also cared a lot about the mental health of each of the students the alumni and the staff and so that was the first time that i 
started going to therapy consistently and I got to unpack a lot of things that I had navigated in my childhood and and in my teenage years and whereas an old version of me had really parked those experiences in a far away part of my mind however when you do that you haven't processed it you know it's still in your system it's still in your body so I was able to process that there and you know in New York it's such a powerful city I was making six figures and then I just began to ask myself those bigger questions of like why am I here how can I be in service it more powerfully and also I was deepening my spiritual path firstly I was seeing a therapist regularly and really finally getting an opportunity to unpack lots of heaviness that I had moved through mm. and I was also bringing meditation into my, my life and I was becoming really healthy for the first time and so from there I left New York and I went to Bali and I did my yoga teacher training out there this is in 2016 and that's since all about when you were I think 30 right no all so I'm I'm 31 now so in 2016 I was 26 but a lot of it is because you know I had to grow up fast I was yeah. 16 yes. you know I was a baby basically but I, I had a lot of responsibility that I had to step into and I and I took it you know the other thing that's unfolded kind of out of nowhere since I've been in India and it's not something I've done before is modeling and acting right I've been featured in Vogue a few times I've been in a feature film a few ad films and it's just you know it's not like I'm out here trying to be a full-time actress right however it's been really fun to just embrace my inner artist and you know you know some people may think what has acting got to do with the spiritual path and it's like it's not about what you do it's who you be as you do whatever you do then you know if if between sets or some something somebody just witnesses me meditating out in nature like the impact of that you know what i'm saying so yeah, yeah i'm really one I'm, thing common of uh, common between humans all across right mindfulness or something that we talk about is holistic health and uh, a lot of that happened with you or you unraveled is also because of a therapist right mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. as big as the impact if your therapist can ever hear and see you now mm. is this if you wouldn't have gotten the chance to you know just right. explore yourself in that way or just figure out what's really inside in there and remove it all out yeah uh, and also the fact that you've come so far already so young is because mm. you 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 know you your bite was big and you had to because you could eat that much you know when you already uh, establish yourself at 25 obviously mm. you push forward right your journey of pushing forward has also begun very early and yeah. that's why there'll be a lot of wisdom to impart i'm sure talking from a millennial perspective you've spoken about your entire journey right now what are those three takeaways that you will really impart to us millennials or anybody listening what changed your approach to life Sure, sure. So the first non-negotiable is it is important. It is so important to create time for yourself every day where you are choosing to connect with the divine, whatever that looks like. Stillness meditation, swimming, journaling, singing, whatever it may be, like mindful eating, being fully present wherever you are essentially. And then number 2, knowing that your devices don't have to be the enemy it doesn't have to be a distraction it, and that's where it's on you to to make conscious choices and then i feel another key pivotal thing is it's important to draw boundaries for yourself and that is 
important both in the offline and online world like you know what what accounts are you following what kinds of relationships and friendships are you keeping in your life and and sometimes i feel in indian culture there's a lot of wait around oh but i've known this person since i was 3 we were neighbors so what there yeah. is no rule book if that person is pessimistic and and also makes comments to you that are disempowering mm-hmm. and and then kind of just writes it off as like oh i'm just joking da, da, da. like yeah. it's not it's just not cool and you get to be the quantum creator of what kind of energy you are allowing in your field and you can still send that person love yeah i think the biggest lesson that i took away from everything you post or everything that i learned after just following you for months now mm-hmm. was to be present I think that's the biggest lesson and that's very difficult let me tell you it sounds really a piece of wisdom but it's very difficult because even if i practice it for one full hour yeah. i feel drained okay i feel drained when i'm just saying that okay now i will not think about anything and i'm just going to do my work just about work and not let any thoughts come into my mind and it's just sure i'll get tired way faster you know it should be opposite when i'm thinking a lot of things it should drain me much faster but focus is difficult so it's not to say that oh thoughts won't come up or that you're just going to focus on this thing because that's like telling your heart not to beat like ah we are more than our thoughts we are more than our body and and when you get into this meditative space is just witnessing the thoughts. It doesn't have to be exhausting because if it's feeling exhausting that that just reflects that you're putting a lot of pressure on what being in the present moment should look like or feel like. There's no should. It simply is. That it that's it. It just is. Also that one uh, thing that has stuck with me right now when you were talking yeah. was about how most of us fall into this realm of, you know, victimizing ourselves more than mm-hmm. often. A lot of good things will happen and we won't talk about it again but one bad thing happened without your control because you know life as we know it will not be in control like in your case when you spoke about your childhood you're not holding it against yourself anymore yeah. a lot of my friends and we talk about how our parents you know are being indifferent to what our choices look like today and we keep talking about how this is going to have an effect on our future or life right now how yeah. do we stop ourselves and detach from victimizing ourselves and do the best with what we have So it's literally as simple as making a choice of how you are responding to life's inherent uncertainties. We never had control like it's life unfolding into more life. Your role is making a conscious choice in how you are responding to life's uncertainties. So if you choose to be in that victim space, then you're just going to in this space of of low frequency really where it's just like, you know what, just accept it. Accept it. It's important to be open and not so quick to judge. So if something happens, like let's not be so quick to judge that like, oh, this bad thing happens. You don't know if it was good or bad. It may yeah. have been a blessing in disguise. A lot of that Steve Jobs quote of it's a lot easier to connect the dots when you look back. And right. something that in the moment may have felt like, oh no, this has happened to me, but actually a few months down the line you're like wow because that happened it opened my eyes in this way and this opportunity came about and i was able to do this this and this so let's not be so quick to judge you know what i'm saying so just accept it accept it and that comes from from actively choosing joy moving your body 
you know being in the energy of creativity do you, you know? think it also comes from a place of self love if you don't choose yourself you oh obviously will uh, victimize yourself way more than you should because at the end it's your loss you're losing years totally totally do you think forgiveness has a lot to do with it so self love is a non negotiable to show up for yourself and really back yourself and self love isn't just like taking bubble baths and getting your nails painted self love is a lot of doing the shadow work as well and creating time where it's like you know moving through the aspects of of where you felt constriction and and bringing light and love to those areas and on the term of forgiveness absolutely if we are holding on to to anger or any unresolved tension in the body that is we're feeling that in our body first and foremost the person right. that you're angry at you know it doesn't matter you're the one that's feeling that anger in your system and that is not a self loving energy to hold because there's no rule book anywhere that says you know what a mother should be like this or a father sh- needs to show up in this way that's not true right. life would would dealt with what life gives us and it's a matter of just accepting what is and we don't have to be the victim to that there's no rule book or contract that these humans these flawed humans and we are flawed humans like we are spirit yes. souls having a human experience and the whole journey here is that we move through so many paradoxes it's like you're aware of the fact that we're connected to something so much higher and yeah we're we're here playing this human game yeah when you really embody that truth your life actually gets to unfold with so much grace and lightness and i'm living proof of that yes that's you true know? as you spoke exactly like in india we put a lot of pressure on our relationships like we spoke before also and even now when you told about you know whether it's your mother or your father or your yes. sister or your friend we put a yes. lot of burden on our relationships and yeah. we cannot stand the thought of the other person being flawed yeah and that takes us years of forgiveness and we talk about it as if you know it's been a heartbreak wherein we don't realize at the end we all are humans yes and we all are making mistakes somewhere what i mean to say is you don't put a pressure of you know but he's my father how mm. can he do this to me mm. but she's my best friend how could she do this to me mm-hmm. so um taking all masks out we all still stand as humans i see this very often especially on mothers mm. um and women because mm. we are embodiment of empathy and you know maturity and mm-hmm. it's very difficult for other people around us to take this from us there where we make mistakes and um, i think that's something also you voice very often about women just being there for each other this is yes oh my gosh so so powerful so, so powerful and so important and now more than ever yes moving on shalini i would just ask you three basics one basic of manifestation the yes. second is basic of kundalini yoga just for my curiosity yes. and third i want to understand what are the basics of a mindset coaching what is a mindset coach i don't know if i need one but i don't know what it is so sure okay so firstly the elements of manifestation i get this question quite a lot yeah. and when it comes to manifestation it is not so much about the what it's not like oh i am trying to manifest this kind of home kind of job it's right. it's tapping into and it's more important the why behind it so what is it that you think when you get that home or that aligned job opportunity how would you feel when you have that thing 
And that is actually what you are manifesting. It's not about the what, it's the right. feeling state. There's lots of tools that you can use. You can just write affirmations in a journal or you can read them. However, I I like to go into a meditative space. I really clear my channel and then I'll make a voice note of myself saying certain things and then I will and the energy in which I've recorded that then I listen to that maybe a few times a day until it's embodied. You say it's you want to live in a large home surrounded by nature. Why is it that you want that? Oh okay, well I would just feel like I have more space. I would feel like I have more freedom. Right. I feel inspired by my surroundings. So then your role is to bring those feeling states in you. So maybe you do a dance practice where you're spinning in circles around the garden or you you create time to go to the ocean and really honor sunset and you bring those sensations into you now. However, you release any attachment on the what. And right. you trust the universe. That's what it is. It's doing the manifestation work and not having attachment on the what because the way that it works is if you hold on to the what so much then yeah maybe you'll get your thing or you know if if the energy in which you're manifesting is actually from a place of lack like oh, i need to have this kind of thing because that's how i'll feel my worth then then actually yeah. what you'll yeah. be attracting is energy yeah. of your job is simply to hold the frequency and allow yourself to be the frequency match for that which you are calling in yeah. manifestation the word becoming a common knowledge now yeah we don't absorb it from completely we just feel like now when i talk about manifestation with my friends we feel like okay you know just keep thinking about it <laughs> or you know keep be positive and you know just keep thinking about it i'm like i don't think so it doesn't it work, like, work that. like that because then yeah. i can do that all day and do nothing else yeah. and it's not going to come to me and like you also spoke about just out of personal curiosity when you say that you have to detach yourself from that want but when shalini when we are doing so much so and you know thinking about it and so much practice goes into it how do you really not think about it do you do that how do you not think about it because i trust and if you know that that element of oh just think about it think positive if if the actual frequency behind that is actually lack of like oh no i need to have this job title or this kind of a home in this kind of a neighborhood right. so that people accept me the actual frequency behind that is lack is scarcity so that's the vibration you're actually putting out you might be thinking you're doing manifestation work but actually what you're yeah, attracting yeah. into you is is even more low frequency states and the unattachment comes from deep trust yes. so that's that's the manifestation piece and of course if anybody has any further questions feel free to reach out and be happy to connect with people on instagram email whatever okay. and then the topic of kundalini yoga you mentioned yeah. so so kundalini what i what drew me to it really deeply is is this is a practice that is a combination of breathwork movement mantra and also it's it's a it's a practice that's connected to the energetic body a lot of times in the western world when people think of yoga they just think of the the physical asana asana right but the first thing it is 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 an energetic practice basically you work with the chakras you work with the energy channels in your body and you activate energy from the base of your spine imagine like a coiled snake at the base of your spine and as you begin your practice you know certain movements where you activate the spine where you're doing certain breath work this energy is moving from the base of your spine up up your chakra system and through your crown and up into the infinite and then similarly you bring that energy down from the infinite above yeah, right. and you yeah. and you root it back into you and the and the earth beneath you so you 
so you essentially you create an energy channel from your being which is always the case but it's like an intentional practice where you really visualize that and bring that in and then what was your final question about mindset coach of course yes essentially what i do is i firstly am doing the work personally in my own life to clear my channel so that i right. can move and i work with people in a 3 month container 6 month it depends however i do like these longer like month chunks because we meet weekly and we're able to talk about what is the most present thing and because my background is tech and media sometimes a lot of people reach out to me specifically for business coaching or they're they're stepping onto their entrepreneurship journey more and they want strategy around this and i love all that okay like my background right. is startups i love that and my roles have always been very business development community building focused however i'm also deeply interested in clearing the vessel you know of and so whether that's topics around family dynamics or you know any conditioned pressures from society like shattering essentially anything where we are feeling limited and constricted and doing the work so that instead we are more in our heart and sometimes like putting words to this is just limiting absolutely yeah. on that note i have just a couple of rapid questions last sure. questions before we wrap up sure. the first question is what are those three words that you would like to describe yourself as mm loving grounded and with a growth mindset okay which is your favorite skill of all that you have yeah i would say it's communication across yes. all forms yeah i absolutely agree uh, <laughs> and which is the one uh, skill that you seek to have so music is very active in my life i sang in the church choir growing up i i founded a music fraternity for women when i was in university and i love to sing and mantra and and simran is such a big part of how i connect with the divine and i know that that's something that's going to continue once i give it the space yes. and perhaps it's different instruments or you know what i would love to to create space for is to allow my own poetry to come through write my own songs and really channel that through so so that is something that i'm inviting in more so yes epic yeah. uh, <laughs> next question is what is that one unpopular belief that you have that has you know set you apart from the rest that even when things seem really dense to not be quick to label it as bad to even in those dense times take a deep breath and trust trust right. that the universe is unfolding for the highest good of all and that you are deeply protected divinely guided and infinitely loved amazing yeah I want to end on that note but I just have one more question. Sure, sure. Which is uh, this question is what are you too much for context what I mean is I am too much of uh, an enthusiastic extrovert for example. Mm. So what are you what is that one thing that you're too much Charlene? You know, I feel like I'm breaking a lot of barriers through just my being. Like, you know, a lot of people they'll be like, "Oh my gosh, she's like leading a kundalini session." and speaking about consciousness and then she has a photo in a bikini how can she be sensual and sacred and then sing a mantra and then a rap song at the same time and it's like hey guess what <laughs> we get to own our multifacetedness and we get to shatter these old paradigms of where we put right. people in boxes right. so i feel like what i am so grateful that i embody is i 
and I'm not going to even say the word too much because it's actually a gift that I lean into this more and more and more is just freedom, full freedom, full, full expansiveness, just taking up space and seeing how that wants to express itself and, and loving all of myself, you know? Amazing. Awesome. I think I agree. And <laughs> this has been awesome, Shalini. Thank you so much for doing this and making yeah. time for this. Of course. Um, and I think I take back a lot and I'm looking forward to join uh, you on a few of your adventures and bring you yes. back as and when on this podcast for sure for sure stay in touch you know that I'm here Absolutely. and those, those listening as well like feel free to reach out I'm very much here as a resource and yes yeah, I saw you had this podcast and thank you for what you're doing as well being this beacon of knowledge and information and again we get you know you're in your early 20s and you have your own podcast it's amazing Thank so, you so much. You know, the fact that I reached out and was like, hey, I'd love that you have this. Let's, you know, if you feel there's uh, uh, resonance, like let's Absolutely. do an episode together. And so it feels really good to just connect with other light workers. Like you are obviously a light worker. We would not have been connected in this energetic space. So grateful for this conversation. And for sure, we'll be in touch and, and connect again. Absolutely. Thank you so much. Of course, sister.